Welcome to Preaching and Preachers, a weekly podcast devoted to those who preach and to the task of preaching itself. I'm your host, Jared Bumpers, Assistant Professor of Preaching and Evangelism at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. Today, I want to welcome Dr. Alan Mosley to the podcast. Dr. Mosley is a Senior Professor of Old Testament and Hebrew at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake Forest, North Carolina. Dr. Mosley is the author of several books, including Living Well, God's Wisdom from the Book of Proverbs, and From the Study to the Pulpit. He's pastored in North Raleigh in North Carolina and currently serves as an interim pastor. Dr. Mosley, welcome to Preaching and Preachers. Thank you so much, Dr. Bumpers. It is a delight to be able to uh, chat with you today. And we're so glad that you can join us. If if you don't mind, uh, to kick us off here, why don't you give us an update on your family and your ministry, how things are going uh, there in North Carolina? Sure, happy to do that. I've been here at Southeastern now, I guess about uh, 26 years, and before that I was a pastor for 15 years, uh, although uh, taught adjunctively here and there as well. And you mentioned pastoring in North Raleigh, and I did that for 10 years while also serving here uh, at the seminary. But my wife and I have been married for uh, 42 years. We have three grown children. All of them are married and have kids, and so we have nine grandkids now, and uh, everyone's doing wonderfully well, and we're grateful to God for that. And um, as you say, these days, uh, my uh, weekends are spent often uh, in the pulpit somewhere or in an interim pastorate, but of course I continue to teach Old Testament Hebrew here at the seminary. Man, praise the Lord. Here at Midwestern Seminary, we we love scholars who are um, excelling in, in the classroom, but also who are plugged into the local church. And I think you're you're just such a good model of that. So uh, thank you for for again for taking the time to be with us. I mentioned you've written a couple of books. The one that that I would love to discuss today and and glean some insights from you on is your book, From the Study to the Pulpit. You provide an eight step process for developing sermons from the Old Testament. So I want, want to talk about that. But the first question I wanted to ask you is why should preachers resolve to preach from the Old Testament? Well, that's a great question, Jared, and I'm not sure that we always answer that well, uh, given the statistics about the uh, number of times our uh, people in our churches here preaching from the Old Testament. Of course, uh, even in light of the fact that uh, in New Testament churches, we should emphasize the New Testament, but we definitely should not neglect the Older Testament and uh, the way in which they are uh, related, both Old and New, because this is the same God who has been working for the salvation of people since the creation, uh, and we see that in the Old Testament. So, uh, actually, I uh, open every Old Testament intro class, Dr. Bumpers, with answering that question. I've got a dozen answers for it. Uh, Why do we study the Old Testament? Why do we use it in our devotional life? Why do we use it in building our theology? And also, why do we read from it and preach from it uh, in worship. And definitely it is uh, important. I guess, uh, you know, one brief way to say it would be if it was good enough for Paul and Peter and Jesus, then it's good enough for us. Uh, Because clearly the Old Testament is referred to again and again in the Old Testament. I mean, uh, you know, James says we ought to 
pray. Well, how should we pray? Pray like Elijah. We ought to have perseverance. Uh, how do you, you know? How do you define perseverance? Well, look at Job. He says, and Paul says, um, you know, don't uh, commit idolatry like they did out there in the wilderness after God delivered them from. Uh, Egyptian bondage. So constantly the Old Testament is referred to for moral and spiritual lessons, but also, of course, all of history is linear. And what we find in the Old Testament, you know, it's a historical book. And all of that history is moving forward. God is the one who's guiding it forward, and he is guiding it forward toward a telos, or toward a purpose or proper end, and that end is Jesus, and so we see him working in the Old Testament uh, for the salvation of people and for the preparation of the Messiah as well. Uh, So those are a few of the answers I would give, and of course, you know, we who believe the Bible, um, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, all scripture is God-breathed. And when Paul wrote that, Scripture for him was the Old Testament. So it's reason enough to uh, use the the Old Testament in worship just to know this is a communication from the living and eternal and sovereign God of the universe to humanity. And so that makes it the most important communication in the history of the world. Both Testaments, including the Old Testament, which was Paul's Scripture. Yeah, that, that's so good. The, the Second Timothy passage you reference, he all scriptures inspired, all scriptures profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction exactly. of righteousness. And you see that in the New Testament, the sermons in the New Testament, the Book of Acts, Hebrews, the Word of Exhortation, and those, those sermons are rooted in the Old Testament. So, man, that, that's such a good word. And I love hearing you talk about the Old Testament and the New Testament. These these two things are not opposed to each other. I was in a in a meeting earlier today, and uh, there was uh, some Old Testament scholars and some New Testament scholars and faculty members, and they were joking back and forth, and one was calling Old Testament the the better testament. The the New Testament professor said, we have a better covenant, we have the new covenant, and they were joking back and forth, but it's not a competition. All God's Word is inspired. All God's Word is profitable, and and Christian preachers should not shy away from uh, preaching from the Old Testament. Amen. So preachers who, who make up their mind, I, I'm going to faithfully proclaim the whole counsel of God's Word, to, to pull uh, Paul's language from Acts chapter 20. Preachers who, who resolve to do that, if they dig into the Old Testament and they start preaching it consistently, I, I do think they'll come across some some passages, some texts, some genres that are, that are challenging. And so uh, I'd love to hear your perspective on some of the challenges, uh, particular challenges to preaching as it relates to the Old Testament. Well, uh, we are dealing with some texts that are simply foreign to our culture, to our way of thinking. What jumps to mind immediately is uh, the genre of uh, legal texts in the Old Testament. How do you preach law in the New Testament church? Hmm. This is something that many of our people um, have have not been acclimated to. Uh, when they think law, they think purely in negative terms, remembering the negative statements that the Apostle Paul made about the law, but uh, often overlooking the positive statements he made about the law. In other words, it has a function in the life of the believer and the role of the shepherd in the lives of uh, Christians today is to 
teach that part of God's Word in a way that people can um, interpret it. Just uh, to go, you know, chase that rabbit trail a, a step further. Um, when I was pastor, I preached through the Book of Leviticus. In fact. Um, I heard recently the president of our Southern Baptist Convention say that he recently preached through the book of Leviticus also. And why would you do that? Because we we don't want any part of God's Word to be neglected by our people. I mean, if God gave it to us, uh, that makes it important, and he gave it to us for a reason. And we tell our people, hey, read the whole Bible, read it through in a year. You know, we mm-hmm. exhort them. Well, when they try to do that and they bump into Leviticus or, you know, for that matter, other genres in the Old Testament that they're unfamiliar with and they struggle with, then our preaching can help them with that, uh, to help them to know how to interpret it and give them handles uh, by which they can take hold of God's Word so that for the rest of their Christian lives, when they do go into those difficult passages, uh, they can understand the the genre, they can derive greater benefit from they can hear God speak to them through it. Uh, but in many cases, books like Leviticus or maybe the second part of Exodus, you know, there, it's more or less a closed book for some believers. Well, why not use our preaching to open up that part of God's Word and say, uh, hey, here's what this means, and here, here's why this is irrelevant to us. And my book is an effort to help preachers to know how to do that with with all of the Old Testament. Yeah, this, that serves as a good transition to my my next question. You, you mentioned, you know, some I asked about the challenges. You mentioned the Old Testament law specifically. You, you include two chapters in your book on genre, and so I'd love for you uh, to kind of briefly identify the the major genres of the Old Testament for our listeners, and then maybe provide a few suggestions for preachers who are preaching through each genre. So identify the genre, and then a few preaching tips for each one. I uh, address five genres in uh, the book, and those are the major genres of the Old Testament, and there are various subgenres as well. Uh, but the ones I address are narrative, proverbs, law, and the poetry of Psalms, and also prophecy. And uh, I take each one and uh, walk through them and try to point out some major features of each one, but also keeping in mind, Dr. Bumpers, that my book is not, you know, just an academic book to say, uh, hey, I want to, you know, describe, be the best description in the world of narrative literature in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to help people uh, to know how to interpret it for their Christian lives and how to preach it as well, uh, how to understand those passages uh, in the Old Testament. So I talk about method, you know, just try to be really practical. I mean, I'm a guy who uh, has preached week by week in, in churches, and so I wrote it the book with that in mind to help guys that you know stand in the pulpit week by week and say, what do I do with this? Uh, so with narrative, for example, I, I tell them to select a complete story and to determine the main point of the story, what's the big idea, and obviously that needs to be the big idea of the the message that we preach. And also I encourage um 
uh, preachers to uh, get the facts right um, in telling a story from the Old Testament. We need to help our people to uh, understand exactly what's going on, you know, and not read into the story something that is not there or uh, not miss something that is there. Also, uh, with narrative, you know, there are a million ways to do this, but I simply suggest uh, allowing the story form to affect the exposition or our, our presentation. Um, maybe the form of our sermon uh, when we're preaching from narrative uh, or maybe preaching from poetry would, would look different than uh, preaching from a, uh, an epistle of Paul, for example. Uh, whereas Paul's thought might be lo- logical, going from paragraph to paragraph, building uh, an argument or changing subjects and so forth, a story is different. And so it's okay to tell a story uh, from the pulpit. I mean, this is inspired by God, and people love stories. And uh, this is the way God is revealing himself. Also, I I try to provide some ways to help um, preachers to connect the narrative to contemporary hearers as well, to help them to enter the story Mm. and uh, relate it to their lives. Um, But as as, uh, for the genre of Proverbs, uh, wow, that's just totally uh, different and... um, I try to orient them to um, the genre of Proverbs in the Old Testament, to think in terms of uh, what a proverb is today, what a proverb was then, and then uh, how to get about communicating. And and I had a lot of fun with this because uh, I love preaching from the book of Proverbs. And as you mentioned uh, at the beginning of the program, I wrote a book on that as well uh, because I just have a lot of fun communicating the the practical value of these uh, Proverbs. And also, there's a lot of you know, practical advice for, you know, do this, don't do yeah. that. If you live foolishly, you're going to suffer. If you live wisely, you're going to prosper. Uh, but I also urge uh, preachers not to neglect uh, Christ in all this because it's not just a matter of uh, pragmatism, but the Lord is involved in this as well. It's the book of Proverbs, after all, that tells us. Uh, trust in the Lord, and he'll direct your paths. And so we don't ever divorce this uh, practical advice in Proverbs from a spiritual walk with God. Okay, well, that's uh, narratives and Proverbs. I've already mentioned law a bit, and what I provide in the book is what what I call a theological primer of Old Testament law, and to, to try to orient preachers and and readers to the nature of Old Testament law, which is different from just, you know, contemporary civil law, and it's certainly different from uh, the uh, gospel writing. Mm -hmm. So what is it exactly that we have in law, and how can we communicate uh, that to our people as well? What's the practical value? And for prophecy, I think a, a book like this or, or, uh, is really important in helping us to understand and proclaim prophecy, but just because there's so much bad interpretation of prophecy today. It gets off the rails and is related to the daily newspaper instead of 
allowing the Bible to interpret itself. And most of Old Testament prophecy is in one way or another Christological, uh, whether it is uh, the first coming of Christ or the second coming of Christ. And so it's, it's not difficult to move from prophecy in the Old Testament to uh, preaching Christ in the New Testament. As far as preaching poetry, I would say, Dr. Bumpers, um, I've got some practical suggestions there, too. I mean, poetry is you know, more uh, emotionally charged and communicates in a different way than, say, narrative or law. And we need to enter the emotions of the poem and then communicate those emotions as well, whatever they may be, whether they're doubt or despair or joy. I mean, it's, you know, the emotions range from one extreme to another in the book of Psalms. And whatever the emotion is being communicated, we need to feel that and communicate that and make that part of our worship experience. You and I were chatting about preaching from imprecatory Psalms. That's not done very often or not done enough, I don't think. And our our people need to understand, you know, this is in the Bible. And uh, these emotions, these feelings that people have, okay, how do we deal with that? And let's allow the Word of God to guide us in relating to the evil and evil people in our society. How do we pray through that? How do we praise through that? Psalms can help us with that. Man, that's that's such a good word. Thank you, thank you so much for laying out those those genres and then some some suggestions. I trust that preachers listening will find those things helpful. We got a couple minutes left. I've got a couple maybe rapid fire questions that, that I'd love to to hear your thoughts on. The first one you've mentioned uh, Christian preaching and preaching Christ from the Old Testament, and so I'd love to hear you just talk about the importance of of preaching Christ from the Old Testament, and then maybe some warnings on how you've seen that done poorly, and then maybe some some encouragement for how that can be done well. Uh, well, that's a really fundamental question, um, Dr. Bumpers, and I, I appreciate it uh, because we always have to ask of our preaching, is this a Christian sermon? And if it doesn't mention Christ, then uh, it's not a Christian sermon. I mean, throughout the Old Testament, there are plenty of references, to, I mean, every page, a reference in one way or another to sin and separation from God. Well, what's the answer to that? The answer is Jesus. And so we've got to give people uh, the answer. So somehow we have to get to him. And um, the way I I try to help readers in the book is I, I provide a number of questions to ask of every passage we preach in the Old Testament. Is this a passage that's repeated or reflected in the New Testament? Uh, Does this passage address a theological theme that's also addressed in the New Testament? You know, I've got a bunch of questions like that. And taking all those questions together with respect to each Old Testament passage that we preach is going to give us, I think, uh, multiple ways to connect each sermon uh, to Christ. 
But it is highly important that we preach Christ because he is the answer for salvation and for sanctification as well. Uh, Because we know we don't save ourselves, but also we don't sanctify ourselves. Not just a matter of, well, I'm going to do better. No, it's a matter of turning to Christ. And uh, so we read about problems in the Old Testament with a guy struggling with sin. And so, well, we struggle with the same things. So what's the answer? And we look to Christ for that. That's great. Uh, another, another question, I'm sure you've been asked this before, Dr. Mosley, but uh, I'd love to hear uh, if a guy is wanting to preach from the Old Testament, if you have any recommended resources. So what what are the top, say, three to five books? And I know that's limiting it drastically. You could talk about uh, lexicons. You could talk about commentaries. But what are three to five uh, resources or books that you would recommend for guys who want to preach from the Old Testament, in addition to your book, obviously, from, from the study of the pulpit? <laughs> well, um, okay. I want to say uh, I, I hope that this doesn't put off any of uh, the hearers, but uh, those who are not studying Hebrew. But the, the first book I would commend, other than your English Bible, is the Hebrew Bible. And that is to um, you know, learn to translate for yourself. And you mentioned a lexicon, and so uh, your Hebrew Bible and your lexicon, they uh, go together. And one thing I try to do in this book is to give um, resources for every subject. Like, okay, if you're studying um, historical backgrounds or trying to get at the historical or cultural context, what are some books that would help with that? Or if you need to study uh, the textual criticism or try to get to the original text of this difficult verse, what are some resources to turn to for that? So I would look at each step of the exposition process and say, I need a couple of books, really good books that are going to help me with each stage. Like here's a book on how to preach Christ from the Old Testament. Here's a great book on text criticism. Uh, here's a great book on understanding law in the Old Testament, its relationship. In other words, collect books like that. And uh, so every time you preach from any passage in the Old Testament, you're going to have a little help. Obviously, also, Dr. Bumpers, I would say, having great commentaries are going to help. I suggest uh, to preachers to not necessarily buy a whole bunch of uh, multi-volume commentary sets, but, okay, I'm preaching uh, through Isaiah, and just buy a bunch of commentaries on Isaiah. And um, then I'm preaching through Genesis. So and so just take it a book at a time and build a, a library that way is my suggestion. Yeah, those, those are all great suggestions. In your book, uh, you really lay out an eight-step method. Uh, we, we haven't talked about, about this method. You mentioned a, a method, and we've touched on some of these, but, but step one, translate the text. Step two, consider text criticism. Step three, interpret the genre. Step four, explore the context. Step five, define important words. Step six, identifying the big idea. Step seven, connect to Jesus. And step eight, apply the text to contemporary people. And a lot of what you're saying as far as resources go is find a resource that kind of aligns with a lot of those major steps in preparation, which which I think is helpful. Right, right. And thanks for mentioning those steps. I mean, that's the, that's the heart of the book. Uh, there's uh, walking through that process and preaching. 
Well, Dr. Mosley, thank you again so much for, for joining us. And uh, if you're listening, I uh, want to encourage you to pick up a copy of, of Dr. Mosley's book, uh, From From the Study to the Pulpit. I do think it will bless you and bless your ministry. Thank you, Dr. Mosley. Yes, sir, Dr. Bumpers. Thank you for having me today. Thank you for being with us today and for listening to Preaching and Preachers. For more information, go to my website, jasonkallen.com. That's jasonkallen.com.